Blessings, beloved, and welcome to another episode of Muses of a Channel podcast. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Connie Preston Parker, and I channel the Ascension Seeds Network, is what I call them, high vibrational beings, ascended masters, angels, crossed over loved ones, animal guides, and uh I was born in open channel, so I'm able to connect in with uh, the other dimensions, realms, times. So anyway, um, in this episode, I have been <laughs> like struggling to find my way this morning. And the word of the day for today as I'm recording this is... Um, and let's see if I can say this correctly, Vis, visitude, vicissitude. And it says the definition, a change or variation occurring in the course of something. And uh, this is like the 10th time that I have attempted to record this episode today, and it keeps evolving and changing. In the beginning, I had on a T-shirt that says unity. And it has the definition of unity on that. And I hope I have that lined up in the camera well. I'm going to read this. And there'll be, uh, I'll have pictures in the ccstarseeds.me program, uh, Muses of a Channel podcast program. It's free to sign up. And you can see addendums and um, pictures of the muses. But the definition on this shirt says the state or fact of being united. Harmony within and among individuals in a group. Unity is built on a shared vision, hope, and calls for the common good, unification. And so I first had on that shirt or was guided to put on that shirt. And then a series of disruptions happened and I recorded a few times, but was interrupted. And so now I've felt guided to just start over. <laughs> so here we go. Let's see what comes about. I have lots of muses on the table that I'm going to share with you in just a minute. And we'll just uh, get into the spirit and the flow and see what how this all comes together, how this is all unified for us, the muses. So after um, the disruptions of this morning and me wearing my unity shirt around and thinking, you know, getting into the spiritual realms and going into the dimensions of the past and trying to figure out, okay, what messages, how is this all coming together? How is this supposed to come together to give you a message? Then now when I presented myself before the the video camera, once again, I had been guided to put on this uh, storyteller t-shirt that I have. And so let me just get into what that means and why I was directed to put it on because uh, it's not one of my favorite shirts. I have a problem with, and maybe you do too, like admitting who I am or 
being comfortable with who I am or who I am becoming because I'm not perfect. And I'm coming to you just as I am. And I was guided to put on this t-shirt storyteller. And I would like to be a world famous storyteller. But I don't feel adequate enough for that. And one of the things that came up in one of the previous recordings as I was trying to get this episode recorded was how um, I was born tongue-tied, didn't know it until I was five, and then had that piece of skin cut. I have dyslexia. I um, uh, went, went to 13 different schools and moved most of the time during the middle of the year. So my education was not, you know, I didn't have a good solid foundation there. So communication has been something that I've had to work on, you know, especially the logistics of it, like saying the proper word. And, and I, there's, because I was tongue tied and that skin was not cut all the way, even when it was cut, that I have a hard time saying certain words. And, you know, so, so coming to you just as I am was a relief was a way, okay, if I'm going to get this done, I got to get this done somehow. The story seeds that are inside of me, I have to get them out. And I share in a previous episode how I was guided to strive to become a Pulitzer Prize winner. And even though I, I don't know that I would ever be a Pulitzer Prize winner because Quite frankly, beloved, I don't really like, I like writing, but it's physically challenging for me with my back issues and my physical limitabilities. It's hard for me to sit in front of a computer for hours typing away, you know? And so it's like, well, how am I going to get these story seeds out of me? Because I'm so imperfect. I have so many disabilities and and things that stop me, roadblocks, and I can push through some of them just as I've done this morning to get here before the camera to hopefully this do this final episode of this episode sharing. <laughs> and so, but I'm not perfect. And I think the message in all of this for you, beloved, is that Right now, where you are, what can you do with what you have, with your limits? Yeah, and I keep hearing limability, limit ability, limit ability. And see, sometimes because of what the world would consider a malfunction, you know, dyslexia, but it's also my gift. And so, Sometimes my guides, they can give me these creative words that are not even words yet, or maybe they are. I've never heard of them. And um, so, and then the definitions of them uh, can have their own special meaning. And I'm just being shown now, you know, how like this word of the day, if I go further into the app, it probably has many meanings when I was researching what to call the Muses of a Channel podcast and my guides, they had me look at the word muses and muse and on all the definitions of that. And the word channel, muses of a channel, 
channel, that word has a, like so many definitions. And depending on which dictionary you're looking at, it gives a little varying of, of definitions. And so that's what, and now I'm being reminded and it's coming into my memory about how when I first started awakening, and maybe some of you have ex experienced this or you will in the future, so don't be surprised, that words are dropped into your mind at night in your dreams and your visions when you're in meditation. And um, so I've shared that in previous episodes too, how, you know, some of the words that were put into me and visions that I've had and so forth and so on. So what, what I'm being guided to just tell you right now is that your ascension, beloved, is going to look different from anybody else's ascension. And so you may be drawn to, um, to different avatars, you know, to different teachers, to different modalities of healing and working through your ascension. And so one of the things my guides was telling me this morning, I, I'm wanting to close up a period of time in the story seed line. And that is that after I was fired from my pediatric case that I had been on for nine years, and I went to uh, and started studying hypnosis, and I had been studying Reiki to heal my back injuries and things, and these stories I share in other episodes, so I won't get into detail here. But I began working in uh, geriatrics again. That's where I had first started my nursing program or my nursing career was in geriatrics. And, and then I had went to pediatrics for nine years. And now I'm back in geriatrics. And um, I was only there for about two years. And then I uh, felt forced to retire because my body was aching and I was and I didn't know it at the time, but I was picking up on the energies of the geriatric patients that I was looking after. And, um, and so uh, it wasn't helping to facilitate my healing, my physical healing. Now, it did a lot for my spiritual healing because every day when I went to work, I was having to be on spiritual alert. And um, one story that I would like to share with you, and this is, I had recorded this story back before, and the video was garbly goop, so it wasn't the right time to, ch to share it. So we'll see if this is the right time to share it now. But uh, in this facility that I worked at, there was an elevator, and when I would go up to the elevator, and, uh, you know, push the buttons, well, the lights would start flashing, and, you know, and I could hear the elevator coming to me, whether it was coming up or down, and it would be shaking, and like, ooh, take a step back, what is going on with the elevator, and I noticed that when I would take a, st a few steps back, then the elevator, as it was coming down the shaft, would quit making these noises, and the lights on the, the buttons uh, would quit flashing and blinking. And, uh, but then when the elevator would land on my floor and people would get off and they'd be like, that was scary. Oh my God, what happened? You know, 
And I felt really bad because there was people in this elevator that were, you know, being scared because of what I was doing because and I didn't even know what I was doing or how I was doing it. So I got really determined to find a way to calm my energy and to uh, and again, beloved, I mean, I I was new to all this and there wasn't I mean, information was getting more prevalent and easy to find by that point, but not like it is today. And so there wasn't any, you know, signs and symptoms of ascension. Oh, well, the elevator's going to go crazy and computers are going to glitch when you get next to them. Your phones are going to hang up on you unexpectedly or they're going to be switching back and forth to your blue. That was happening this morning. <laughs> Beloved, my, I got a phone call and I had on my, my earbuds, my Bluetooth, and they kept switching on and off like that like my batteries were going dead or something on my Bluetooth, but they weren't. They were fully charged. <laughs> and finally, I went and I sat down, centered myself and said, okay, I'm going to take this phone call. I can get back to recording for my beloveds later <laughs> after I take this phone call. This is an important phone call. And then my phone quit switching me off of my Bluetooth and I was able to center my energy and so if that's happening to you, beloved, or don't be surprised if things like that as you start ascending do. And um, one of the things that my guides have me working on right now is a chakra program that's going uh, to be over in the ccstarseeds.me program. And so um, I am, you know, I have that on my mind and I am focused with that right now and balancing our chakras and how important that is. But, um, and also they're reminding me to say, you know, for this new age of Aquarius. And so, uh, so people, those who are ascending and they're telling me to share this and just to let you know, so that you know, you're not alone, that people who are ascending, they're sending fast and things, downloads, boom, boom, boom. You don't need much. And I'm getting the goosebumps, chills, confirmation that I'm supposed to be sharing this with you now. And so the activation programs at the ccstarseeds.me, that's what they are. They're not really a lot of teaching. I do the teaching here on these videos on my YouTube. Uh, I'm doing teaching. This is teaching right now. I'm teaching. Um, so the over in the programs, it's activation codes. It's boom, 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 boom. And let's get, us, let's get ourselves balanced because many are having spontaneous awakenings um, so, you know, the, you might've heard the term Kundalini rising or a spontaneous Kundalini rising. And so I did have that and it's scary. And so, um, if that happens to you, uh, balancing your chakras is very important. And so, um, so yeah, so so I just got to a split in the road. And so let me see where my guides want me to go, because that just opened up like two more stories that I could share. But we have a limited amount of time here because I like to keep these relatively short. And um, and for those of you who follow me, you know that I will be cutting. They just started having me do this where I'm cutting out little teaching parts and making them shorts over on the YouTube channel. And so uh, that's very exciting. And my guides are, um, they're, 
they're telling me and reminding me, yes, Connie, we want you to close out the two-year. And yes, you do have a lot to share, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of history and a lot of story seeds. And you will get to all of them. Stay focused. So I'm using a uh, selenite sphere here to help center myself and to balance myself. And sometimes, and it was during this two-year time period, right before I retired from nursing, that I was guided to really start looking at jewelry and how certain uh, stones can be very um, grounding. And so I have a shungite sphere here, and shungite is a natural material. And uh, besides its dark color, which is very earthy and grounding, and it's been on the earth and a part of the earth for a long, 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 long time. And so it helps to connect in with the earth, which is grounding. And so... Um, and so I'm just being shown like, and they're showing me how I'm standing on a rubber mat and y'all can't see that. But this rubber mat, because like even though rubber is manufactured and this mat is manufactured, but it's spongy and it's supportive and I can kind of bounce. <laughs> and so it helps to release or to relieve some of that negative energies or even just they're not necessarily negative energies they're disruptive energies and then if I take and I put this clear quartz sphere with it and this clear quartz sphere is smelted so a bunch of little quartz crystals were put together melted down and um, because I'm an energy intuitive and I can feel the energy of the smelting all the little individual crystals of this sphere and the word unity is coming to mind. And so this sphere, it does not have a lesser quality to it because it, it was not one piece of crystal taken from the earth, but many crystals taken and put together. It's not a lower quality. In fact, for me, it shows how we can come together in unity and we can, this is how we are supposed to work together in unity. And these are some of the things that I started developing in myself and being, it being revealed to me how interconnected we really are. And so I'm going to tell you a very special story. And earlier I was debating whether I was going to tell it or not. And um, because, um, not that it's a private story, really. I mean, I have some of those that I do or don't share, depending on the context. But, um, so as I was guided during that time period to wear certain jewelry and stones, so, and where that came from was one day I was in the elevator and there was a, a few other ladies in there. And one of the ladies had on the, a gorgeous, huge, gorgeous amethyst uh, ring. And at the time, I was new to 
crystals and things. And I asked her, I said, what kind of a stone is that? And she said amethyst and that her kids had gotten it for her as a gift. And I was just mesmerized by the stone. So every she never took it off, or at least every time I saw her, she had it on. And so every time I would see her passing in the halls or whatever, I would just, like, I would almost want to turn around and follow her <laughs> and follow this ring. <laughs> but I kept thinking about, do not covet, you know, you know, I don't understand all of that, you know, at the time. I didn't understand about coveting other people's things and how dangerous that is for us and for them. But <laughs> I knew it was wrong that the Bible said, do not covet your your neighbor's got. But it, I was really mesmerized. So then I told my husband, I've got to have an amethyst ring. I'm just mesmerized by it. And I don't know why, but I feel like I have to have one. So he took me to a um, to a shop that sold antiques and stuff, you know. And and he bought me a ring that I helped pick out, by the way. I was drawn to it. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. You know, he buys this little am this amethyst ring for me. And I apologize. I couldn't find it this morning. I will keep looking for it. And if I find it, I'll post a picture of it in the Muses of a Channel podcast uh, program at ccstarseeds.me. But um, so I get this ring. I We get back into the the vehicle and, and I take it out of its box and I'm going to be all ceremonial with it and I'm ready to make that connection. And so I'm open a little bit to what energies are going to come through. I put that ring on my finger and this old lady shows up, the spirit, and she says, oh, I see you got my ring. I, I drew you to that. I wanted you to have it because I saw you would appreciate it and love it the way that I would. And of course, I'm like, oh, what? Because <laughs> I still was not practiced in dealing with crossed over spirits and so we had this communication going on and but I was a little disappointed I guess because this was supposed to have meaning for me you know like I was supposed to be mesmerized to it when all I was picking up on was her love of the ring and how she wanted someone to have it that would appreciate it and, you know, so I don't know if she had kids or whatever, but, but she was just, she was mesmerized by that ring, just like the lady in, in the elevator, you know, her kids had gotten her that ring. And so, and this brings me up to thinking, and my guides are telling me next level ascension seeds for me at this time for this season of my life are really sharing all of those muses, those stories, because I have so many rings and I'm just going to, and jewelry and things, so, and they meant something, you know, like this, this leaf earring, when I found these, it was, it reminded me of, let your thoughts be like leaves in the wind. And I wear them and then it's like, oh, I don't really like wearing earrings. <laughs> so they're just going to be like a muse. This bracelet and um I don't know if this is tourmaline or uh but it's very grounding 
And I used to know what stone this was because I went through a time period where I studied, study, study stones, right? Know what the stones are. And then now I wear very little jewelry. I've been able to balance my chakras, you know, and my energy so that I don't need a whole lot of, um, you know, like this sphere if I pick up and it helps me ground myself, right? And to clear my energy and to center myself, and it does help with that, but it helps very quickly. But at that two-year period, I was wearing it, and I was like, oh, I don't want it. I don't want the elevator to come crashing down. So I have got to uh, navigate, learn to navigate my energy and my ascension and do it consciously. And it was also during that two-year period when I I got my uh, CC Starseed spirit name, consciously creating Starseeds of Love and Light for Ascension, because that's what I was determined to do. What are you determined to do, beloved? By watching this, by being guided to this, what things are coming up for you? And I'm being reminded to remind you that the Muses of a Channel podcast are like parables for you and that each time you listen to them, you will hear something different and you will receive a different activation, a different awareness, a new level of ascension. And, and um, so I know I'm just getting the word program. We are programmed all day, every day. You're being programmed by what I'm saying. I understand that. But you're also being programmed by the TV shows that you watch. And um, you are being programmed by the conversations that you have with other people. You are being programmed by your bosses or those people who are in authority over you and have demands and what is demanded of you. You are being programmed as a mother, father, sister, brother, child by uh, those relationships and how, you know, and so then again, the word unity is coming together. And I'm being reminded again about the smelted sphere and how it is unified. It has found a wholeness, even though the crystals that make up the sphere come from, you know, who knows where. Right. And and what uh, programming we know that crystals are used in uh, quartz radios and TVs and things. Right. And uh, so crystals are very powerful and they remember and they can be programmed. And so we, our bodies are made up of crystals and scientists are proving this. This is not just something that I'm saying. And um, so our bodies, we are being programmed all the time. So now back to that story, see, that I was going to share and then not share and then yes, share and then no share. So uh, while I was at this place um, and I was really big into rings because I had that experience in the elevator with the lady in the ring. And I'm like, well, you know, so what else can that do for me? So I had went and I had bought a, a citrine ring and I'm going to show that to you. And um, if you didn't get a good look, there'll be pictures on the website. And this uh, smoky quartz ring. So I had these two rings. And it was almost like, don't they feel like they go together? Like, they have to be together. You know, almost kind of like this uh, shungite and this 
crystal, right? This clear quartz, like like they belong together. The yin and the yang, the opposites, right? And these are very, you know, these are just rocks, crystals from the earth. So you may can accept that very easily, right? But what about these rings and this smoky quartz and this citrine? And they both have different properties. And if you've meditated with any kind of stone or crystals, and I believe it was in the last episode that you were guided to go and, and just pick a rock up from outside. And in fact, oh my gosh, as I was trying to figure, like with the hundredth uh, interruption this morning, and I finally just went out into my backyard, took my phone call, got my Bluetooth on. I'm, just, I'm listening, communicating, right? Because I need to do this. This is important. I look over in my yard and I find this rock, a black rock. And it's standing out the, like amongst all the rocks. This one stuck out like a sore thumb. Kind of looks like a thumb. <laughs> so I went and I picked it up and it helped to ground me. And to be in that moment of that conversation and be in unity with the person on the other end of the phone that I was communicating with and that I was supposed to be communicating with at that time. And it wasn't a disruption because it was meant to be. If it's meant to be, it will not pass you by. And this rock, it helped ground me. And so you're being reminded or asked to do some meditation with some rocks, even if it's just something from your yard. But if you have some, um, like, connecting back in with these, it's like a, a time stamp. And so, so at first, the first ring, so the smoky quartz, I would wear it, and it felt like it was helping to filter out the negative energies. And it helped me to be able to see clearly the obstacles before me in a different light as I would wear it and rub the stone and make contact with the stone. And I've learned in a little teaching moment here that different uh, smoky quartz, I could have 10 smoky quartz stones and have a different reaction physically, emotionally, spiritually to each one because of their composition, size, shape, who had handled it, what it had been programmed before with, like the ring, the amethyst ring that uh, through psychometry, through touch, I made contact with the woman who adored the ring and had put a part of her emotion into it. And so this citrine ring, citrine was supposed to be very grounding. And so, you know, when I first got the ring, I was like, I had done some research. Oh, citrine. So I should go get me a citrine ring and it helped guide me and then I'll, or to, um, um, uh, clear and balance me, right, to ground me, and that's what I need so the elevators will quit shaking <laughs> and the computers will quit glitching. So I got this ring, and that was my intention for it, and it was a new ring, so it didn't have much energy in it, 
and we do need to clear all of our items and things and so I did clear the stone before I started wearing it just of the manufacturing process and such but when I put this ring on beloved like I was sitting there at my job right after I had gotten it you know and and I was getting into it and really meditating with it for the first time uh, really I had some spare time at work and before my I had gotten to work early and I had a few minutes and so I was sitting there waiting for my time to go to work meditating connecting in with the citrine as I'm doing now and poof right in front of my eyes kind of like my guardian angel Glenda story, this big, huge dragon showed up. Woo! See why I, might, why I hesitated sharing that with you? Do you think I'm crazy? And this ancient, ancient, ancient dragon whose energy lives on and she's coming through now, and she was very, she is, she's saying, she is very female. I have given birth to many a dragon, she says. And right now, as I speak, she says, I am creating, giving birth to many a more dragon eggs, seeds as you call them, Connie, she says. Those who believe in the power and the energy and the life, blood, DNA, part of this creation, and she's showing me before even the earth. So she and dragonkind are a part of the earth, but they come from other dimensions and portals and realms and lands. And they are here now, and they are here in us. In fact, she says, you have dragon energy DNA in you, beloved. If you were watching this and you want to make contact with it, let the dragon in your DNA, in your makeup, the part of you that is a part of all of creation, the, like the crystals and the crystalline body that you are, let them surface within you. And they come from deep down in the root chakra and they go up. They are like the kundalini rising and the spontaneousness of it. Some of you have experienced. Some of you have not experienced it yet because you have fear. And when you let go of your fear and you let your faith take over and you become all that you are destined to be, I, the dragon says, can help you. I can make you strong. And during that time, Connie needed strength. And so when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And if you are ready right now, you can be activated into dragon power energy. But she wouldn't tell me her name. I said, what's your name? She says, I do not share my name, but you can call me Golden Eyes. So I refer to her as Golden Eyes. 
and perhaps golden eyes because, see, she is not just here with me now, just like we have learned that Jesus and the angels and the other ascended masters, they can be, their energy can be all around. You know, they can be, so one of the things that, that I read a lot when I first started ascending was people saying, oh, I was reincarnated as Cleopatra. I was Cleopatra. And so then people pose the question, well, how can so many people be the reincarnation of Cleopatra? Well, it's simple. Cleopatra is not just one, you know, uh, uh, she is not in a box. She is not contained. You, beloved, your energy, right now you may have it contained. You might have lived most of your life in a contained version of yourself. And when you start expanding your energy and feeling, uh, you know, getting into all of your lifetimes, and you can see, you can experience the wholeness and the fullness of the universe in you. See, God created the earth, or he created, um, you know, God created the universe. He created everything, and poof! This expansion, God, source, creation. And he, the one, was everyone and everything. And here we are. But we are not individual parts. We are connected to that oneness. And dragon power can live within you. And you can tap into that. So you might would say an animal totem, but there's a difference between an animal totem and an animal spirit guide. So this dragon inside of you, if you can tap into it, would like to be your spirit guide for a time. And dragons, in my experience, they may be with someone uh, long-term if they will. Okay, and so I'm being guided to pick up the smoky quartz ring because these represent and became two separate dragons within me. Golden Eyes was very secretive. And you would think she would be nurturing, but she really wasn't. She was demanding. She would be like, are you ready? You know, she was that mama. <laughs> Come on, let's go. And, and this one, um, and let me ask if I can share his name. So no, he's saying I cannot share his name with you. But he gave me his real name. And he is a black dragon. And there are many black dragons. And so if you find yourself with a black dragon, he's saying it's not him, that he is only with me. Whereas Golden Eyes, she's saying, oh, yeah, I can be their mama if they want. I can tell them what to do. I can tell them how to get there and to get what they want in a powerful, strong you know, but yet nurturing way, right? But that that nurturing as in, uh, you know, demanding the best from you, you know, and, and respect. That's what she teaches, respect. So you may 
tune into golden eyes and she may give you a different name or you may have one she's telling me now you may have one of her offsprings like her literal physical offsprings uh, and she's reminding me and she's showing me how she's very ancient so she has many 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 offspring that um, can be animal or spiritual animal totems but back to the black dragon he is my life totem. It's like we have this um, this special relationship where we have had many lifetimes together. And in fact, in one lifetime, I uh, rode on his back, you know, but we were companions and we were friends, kind of like the Tillicum's Ascension uh, story. Uh, and you can find Tillicum's Ascension on my YouTube channel if you'd like to uh, listen to that me read that story or uh, you can purchase the book and you can find links and everything to uh, what I'm doing on my website ccstarseeds.me but so this black dragon he sits at the base of my spine in my root chakra he is the kundalini rising and during the age of Aquarius Many of us, some of us, perhaps you, when we refer to Kundalini rising, that is just a first step. And that is a balancing of the chakras energy for this life, for heaven on earth. But then as we ascend and waken and we balance, so I had done a pretty good job of balancing my chakras by the time that my black dragon showed up for me. But like I could only feel him and activate him and he could have purpose in my life when I was consciously aware of him being there and sitting inside of me ready to rise up to help me. And he just knew his part and he did his part in our oneness together. So beloved that this episode was so chocked full of wisdom, knowledge, activation, cult, like old, old code history is what I'm feeling. And these activations, if you are ready to receive, are there for you. And uh, so I think one of the takeaways is that jewelry, stones, crystals can unify and solidify ourselves, but also they can... Um, help us to expand and to find our purpose and the strength and the courage to, to do so with our life, what it is that we feel called and led to do. So until next episode, beloved, I'm just sending you blessings and a big hug, a big nurturing, loving hug from uh, and actually that's coming from golden eyes and she's saying that she wants to give you a big hug if you will so receive it there she is just sit with it for a few moments and receive her big big 
hug that kisses your boo-boos, kisses your wounds, but then tells you, you got what it takes. You can do this thing that you came here to do, and I'm going to help you find the way and to birth the little dragons within yourself. And she's telling me, Connie, this story seed, this is a little dragon that you have birthed, and you will birth many more. Blessings, beloved. Blessings to all of you who tuned into this broadcast. May you be eternally blessed every day in every way, coming and going. A quick reminder, you can find secure links to everywhere we are sharing messages and Ascension Seeds activation codes at our website, www.ccstarseeds.me.